I confess, I once got a Viagra stuck up my nose. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to have been a fly on the wall on that one. This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please check out scarletine.com and come back to this podcast when you are of age. Thank you for downloading the Bed Post Confessions podcast. Bed Post Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based monthly reading and performance series about sex, sensuality, and the steamy side of life. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear by Nikki Devon was recorded on December 20th, 2012. Nikki will be reading a piece she calls Good Dick. Here is Nikki. Okay, so my disclaimer is this. I am blunt. I have a foul mouth. And... And I speak exactly the way you would expect a large black woman to speak. Okay. My story is called Good Dick. (laughs) It was September of 1996. I was 20-something in a terrible relationship with a tired Negro with bad teeth. And desperate to lose my virginity. I couldn't wait to find out what all the sex stuff was about. Finally, after months of throwing my pussy at this asshole, he managed to rid me of my pesky virtue. While under the influence of Strawberry Hill and some of the best weed I have ever had in my life, I lay there while he grunted away thinking, really? This is it? This is sex? Because this ain't shit. I'm getting dirty, and this fool is messing up my hair. So needless to say, I was severely underwhelmed. After a few more weeks of, seriously, y'all, tragically bad sex, I caught my boyfriend with some tramp behind a Dairy Queen in Smithville, Texas. And that is not a lie, by the way. I cursed, I yelled, I threw stuff at both of them, I keyed his car. It was all very dramatic. Total makings of a bad country song. But anyway, so while crying at a nearby park, I met Greg. Greg, the once all-star basketball player. Greg, the now construction worker. And more importantly, Greg, the towering Mandingo. This nigga was beautiful. He was six foot three, caramel-colored, straight white teeth, big-ass LL Cool J lips, and hands the size of baseball mitts. I'm just saying. So, it would be Greg that would give me my first taste of good dick. So three months later, Greg and I decided to take our relationship to the bedroom. Now, we hadn't discussed my terrible ex-boyfriend, so I felt like I needed to give him a disclaimer. So, with all the naivety of a newly deflowered woman... I went to him and I said, you know, I just don't like sex. I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't like it the way other people like it. I don't, it just, you know, we can just cuddle. Sex is not a big thing. I mean, my pussy doesn't really work because the shit wasn't happening. So he let me make my speech. And then he looked at me with the slyest, sweetest smile and said, baby, don't worry about that shit. 
Daddy is going to take care of you. Now, in my head, I was like, wait a minute. Daddy? (laughs) Nigga, I got a daddy. I got two daddies. So the last thing I need is some man trying to be my daddy. I was trying to squash it before it even started. So fast forward. The night in question happens at my house in December. He took it upon himself to pamper me. So I got a massage. We took a bath together. Um, he took me to the bed and laid me down. He excused himself. He comes back, and he's got a bow wrapped around the most perfect dick I have ever seen. <laughs> now, we're going to excuse the fact that this motherfucker wrapped a bow on his dick. Don't think about that. I leaned down to take the bow off and my mouth watered. And that is not a joke. My mouth watered. It was perfect. It was long, but not too long. Like thick, nice and thick, but not too thick. It was like the color of a milk dud. And had like the prettiest head I'd ever seen. I immediately wanted to put it in my mouth. Like, I wanted to know what it felt like in my throat. I wanted to know what it felt like to put my tongue on the underside of it. I wanted to take it all in, massage it, roll it around, suck on it with the back of my throat. I wanted to put my mouth on that head and suck on it, like a pickle with a nail later in it. Now, that's a black thing, so y'all might not know about that. So... Bottom line is, I wanted it in my mouth. And before he could get my robe off, I was on my knees, very politely asking if I could just stick the tip in. (laughs) Now, consequently, that night, I learned that I am a fantastic dick sucker. I I started off slowly, just licking around the tip, stroking him while I sucked on the head. I'd go down, come back up, go down a little more, come back up, taking a little more in each time until I had most all of it in my mouth. Once I got to that, I instinctively cupped and massaged his balls. He looked at me, moved my weave out of my eyes. Well, it was the 90s, and said... And said, looks like somebody ain't got no gag reflex. And shoved his dick on my face. That was the first time I felt myself get wet. Now, I'd be lying if I said I remembered much of anything about that night. It was, it's a blur, just like images of our bodies. Um, him entering me slowly, me scratching his back, him pulling my hair. Like we slow down, we speed up. He would bite me and then kiss me before it could sting. I'm just holding on to his ass for dear life. And he's waking up parts of me that I did not even know I had. Just the blur of bodies. And then a split second of silence before my entire body is on fucking fire. Like, my head is pounding, my heart is racing, I'm numb and tingly at the same time, my ears are ringing from screaming that I don't even know where my, is my screaming. Um, and then I'm spent, and I'm just tired, and I think he's there, and I vaguely remember him kissing me on the forehead. But I remember is thinking, bitch, you are in trouble. <laughs> Good dick. Now, the good dick's effect on me was immediate. Um, he would hug me and my nipples would get hard. He would walk into the room and kiss my neck and my panties would get wet. And I could feel it on the outside of my panties. It was as if my body was like, bitch, look alive. He's here. It's time. 
You know, like my body was responding to him before my head had time to catch up. It was like a fucking Pavlov's pussy response or something. So, so, (laughs) it's true. It's true. That's why it's sad. Um, By the sixth month, I was completely out of control. His dick was so good, I was canceling dates with my friends. So I'm just going to tell you real quick how good his dick was. He was so good that after three months, I let him move in with me. He was The dick was so good that he had no job, no discernible way to make income, but always had money. And it didn't bother me. The dick was so good that he would have associates come over at night and drop stuff off. And I never batted an eye. This nigga never took out the trash. He used my toothbrush more than I care to admit. And he wrecked my car twice. I didn't care. I didn't care. The dick was so good that I would get up at 8 a.m. after going to bed at 4 p.m., make him scrambled eggs with cheese, potatoes, pan sausage, wheat toast with honey. The dick is so good that 20 years later, I still know what this motherfucker like for breakfast. I'm telling you, I was in trouble. So I was being fucked regularly, and I was being fucked well. But I was also broke, because this nigga was eating me out of house and home. And I was losing my friends. I was lonely, because I was losing all my friends. And I might have been letting him sell drugs at my house, but whatever. So Christmas 1997, I get my break. I find out he's fucking one of my friends. And I would love to say that I broke up with him. I would love to say that I called him and told him to come get his shit. But I didn't. I wanted to have the dick one more time. So I came up with this idea to fuck him and then break up with him. And because I'm a woman now, right? Like I have all this experience. So I can fuck him, get some presents, and then tell him to go. So I make a date with him, and it's almost like he knew my plan. He showed up with an overcoat, a bow tie, a Santa hat, some mistletoe on his crotch, and some Timberlands. He was there to fuck the shit out of me. And I was going to let him. I was going to let him. So he wasn't there two minutes before my back was against the wall, his hand was down my pants and on my clit. Shit got crazy. It was ridiculous. He fingered me on the couch. Uh, He fucked me on the floor in the living room. I went down on him in the dining room. He returned the favor in the kitchen. We might have 69 on my roommate's bed. I don't know. I didn't like her. Whatever. So he treated me like he was punishing me. And I wanted him to punish me. I didn't want anything soft or loving about this. Nothing at all. And just when I thought it couldn't get any better, he takes those big-ass hands, puts them around my neck, and squeezes just hard enough. I came 30 seconds later. (laughs) Crying, just crying and holding on to him. Not because I was going to miss his ass. Not because he had cheated on me, but because I was genuinely scared I would never get fucked that well ever again. Like I was scared of the loss of being fucked so well that you can't walk the next day. You know what I'm saying? And I was afraid that I wouldn't find anybody to choke me the way he was choking me. I was having a moment. So still, I broke up with him. No crying, no scratching, you know, no scratching his car, none of that, just saying goodbye and a promise to never look back. I lasted a month. 
dick was too good. My cravings for him would wake me up at night. I swear I'd like feel his hand on my throat or feel his mouth on my nipples or like feel his dick in my mouth and I'd wake up like, no, no, bitch, you're alone. You're by yourself. So we dived right back in for a while. Then we tapered off. We came up with this great idea to fuck every Christmas Eve, like a present to each other. And we did that for years unless one of us had someone, sometimes not even then. But um, it always began with his beautiful dick in my mouth and ended with his hand on my throat pounding away. It was fantastic. Of course, my friends talked shit about me. Told me I was dickmatized. <laughs> and I was. And they would always be like, bitch, you ain't gonna ever find love because you're too busy sucking his dick. And you know what? Maybe they were right. But sometimes you don't want love. Sometimes you just want good dick. Thanks. Nikki Devon is a native Austinite who spends most of her time dancing and singing on the stage, cussing like a sailor, drinking whiskey, and writing a blog about what it's like being fat and black in Texas. She's also a very responsible adult who plays well with others. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina, of the I Want Your Sex podcast at MiaOnTop.com, Sadie Smythe of That's What Sadie Said.com, Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com, and Rosie Q of SayPrettyBird.blogspot.com. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin at InnuendoStudios.com. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at BedpostConfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter, where we tweet audience confessions. Chime in and add yours. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess. This Christmas will be two years since I last got some. Now my poor rabbit is on its last leg. <laughs> Needless to say, all I want for Christmas is dick. <laughs> <clears throat> I confess, these drambuy drinks make me want to drambuya all over someone's face. <gasps> I confess... I like going down on her when she's on the phone with someone important. <laughs> like her parents. <laughs> or her boss.